Welcome to the world of no sports podcast, soon to be renamed Muckers. Or something better. Or something. (laughs) Or something better than that. Muckers, Uh, Truckers, and Rutgers University. uh, Hi, guys. Uh, So I'm Nick. (laughs) (laughs) For those who didn't know that, I am your humble host, the fearless leader of the podcast, Connor. And we're joined by the man on the west coast of Ireland. But not on the west coast. Of our west coast. He's on the east coast of the file. Yes. We learned as I got that wrong. I'm Matthew, by the way. But we learned as I got that wrong in the first podcast. Matthew Piku, the king of Peru. (laughs) It's Pichu, is it not? It is Pichu. Matthew Pingu. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I mean, they got penguins in South America. Yes. It all works out. Yep. Penguins are migratory animals. Those notorious hill climbing penguins. And pure shite at flying, but they're they are pure shite at flying. They are, but they are good swimmers. They can dive and they can actually go very fast in water. Their feathers trap small pockets of air, which allows them to glide through the water with less resistance. Anyway, who needs Would remind you of <laughs> who needs to fly when Peru Airlines can provide great travel from Lima to Cusco for you to go up Machu Pingu? <laughs> who indeed? Who indeed? <laughs> I mean, I, maybe maybe the penguins because I think walking from Lima to Cusco would be a bit much for their wee legs. Uh, uh, it, is, no it is a massive terrain. They actually they do have knees. Oh, they do have knees. Their knees and are they just bent don't fucking up bend inside them. their body. It's fucked up. If you look at an X-ray of a penguin, it's messed up. Looks like a chicken on stilts. Yeah, it's it's like someone's made something blanket. in spore, and they've just goofed it, and they've tried to hide their mistake. By just wrapping it in a lot of penguin matter. Thing is, I've seen enough penguin episodes to know that they use modern appliances. Yeah, quite often. So it's I have got like there's a no issue. At one point, isn't he? There's no yeah. There's no way. There's no issue for them to get on planes. Pingu has a phone. Who's calling Pingu? He has a phone Pingu. in his house. Who is phoning this penguin? Other penguins, bro. Just oh. all right, lad. Is this the North Pole? No, it's the South Pole, mate. Ah, he's who Alexander no, Graham Bell phoned first. Yeah, he phoned Pingu. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> did we have a great NFL week 11? No. We did? No. Well, I did. Sorry. No, we didn't. We I had, don't think the world did. We had a week, and some sources tell me that it was week 11. Puts the um, week in week. And maybe it was. And maybe it wasn't. And maybe fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't know. We're not going to confirm or deny that it was yeah. week eleven. They don't call they it. A, no they don't comments. call it a strong. They call it a week. Yeah. Uh, I well, Nick, I started off. Yeah. Because we can have some discussion. It's uh, called the NF NFC East likability chart. Uh, the NFC East is the most parody. The most. Uh, pa- I don't know. It's the most the competitive most equal, division. It is the most equal division in football. Yeah. It's the mo- which is hilarious by a wide margin. It's fantastic because at the end, what we are delivering here at the NFC East is a fantastic product. A five-one team is going to go into the playoffs and they're going to beat someone. Tom Brady's Bucks. Tom Brady's Bucks are going to be knocked out by the New York Giants in, in, in a really funny way. It's going to be like you know, Tom Tom Brady throws like four interceptions in a row to like Bradbury, 
and they're all dumb. It's all Tom saying like, hey, you know how I'm 40 fucking years old and I've got no arm? Let me throw a 50-yard pass to Rob Gronkowski for some reason. He won't like the fact that Jameis Winston could have a record at the Bucks, even if it's most interceptions in a season, so he just goes fucking nuts in the first playoff game. I mean, at this point, I think the Bucks might be a little bit better with Jameis Winston. Um, they might is be that, a little is bit the, better. I mean, is this why the New Orleans Saints are starting the Mormon Megalodon, Taysom Hill. Um, I think it might be a over case. Over Jimmy's. Yes. It, it might be a more simple case of um, Taysom Hill has been on the team for like a really long time and yeah. knows the offense and all the systems. And Winston arrived, you know, a few months ago and it took him like, what, 25 years to, to realize is, his eyes were broken and get LASIK. Oh, so it might take him a wee while from to the figure LASIK. out routes and route trees. <laughs> Well, I'm saying this is why they they signed Jameis Winston. They put him in as a backup, and obviously they don't know they don't find him not good enough <laughs> to put in when yeah. they need him. Um, but no, we're not talking about that right now. I'm talking about how the Eagles are by far the most unlikable team. I disagree. in the NFL. I, the most, I do wholeheartedly disagree with that. The I, most unlikable team will always be the Cowboys. Um, I understand that other people nope, will think not it's this the Redskins. No, not this year. Not this year. Who? Sorry. Who? What? <laughs> it's the football team, Nick. Did the did the All right. I'm sorry. I'm so surprised. I'm sorry. The Washington, the Washington football team, who are just just the worst team in so many ways. Uh, like, no, because this year, oh, they're so bad. This year, it is the Eagles from a pure I team disagree. perspective. Okay. The Eagles have been handed this division on a silver platter. No, they haven't. Oh, right. Yes, they have, Nick. How, In a how way, have they yes. been handed anything? Because uh, Dak got killed all, and the rest of the teams are shite. It's COVID year. So are the, so are the, <laughs> the Eagles are also shite. You haven't been handed something no, no, if no, you're no. bad. It's a, They're the least shite it's by a far. It's a COVID year. You have new coaches on the Cowboys, Washington team, and New York Giants. So the Eagles are the only team that have, uh, you know... I would, I would like have, to, you know, I would like to lodge a protest that that is in fact a disadvantage <laughs> as our coach. Which is why, which is why I hate them because, like, oh, Doug Peterson's I don't think this makes them advantage. unlikable. Though. No, to watch as well, you watch the Eagles; it's like falling oh. your eyes out. Uh, on top of that, like you came in, like the Eagles came in with like one of the two very good QBs in the league or in the uh, in the division and then Dak Prescott so tears his ankle or destroys his ankle so now it's just Carson Wentz and you're thinking oh great but no Carson Wentz is an absolute garbage compactor you put some respect on Danny Dimes name Connor well, so Danny Dimes is the best QB in the division <laughs> is he? would also yes. want you put some respect on Alex Smith. He's better name. than Alex. He's better than Andy Dalton, and he's better than Alex I mean, Smith. who is like you, one bionicle. Are like. you considering? Are you considering like injured players to not be in consideration there? Are At the minute, yes, I think that's time. fair. Yeah, well, because it's Dak Prescott. What happened to, like, what happened to um, Kyle Allen? Is he out for the season, or is he coming back? Oh uh, yeah, he got a broken leg as well. He's out for the season. Oh, it was the month well, of October. That's, that's, so that's because that's because uh, Washington football team has. Just horrifically bad juju that you know anyone who so, yeah. anyone who goes there will just almost die from mysterious circumstances. Hmm. You know, it's not but, like Alex Smith had a really promising career and then he went to Washington and two days later he's almost dead. 
But the reason I really <coughs> hate Ron Rivera the, literally got cancer. The reason I literally like really hate the Eagles this year. They told Trent Williams, oh, he's a wee okay. bit ill. But no, he actually had cancer. <laughs> yeah. He had cancer and they didn't they didn't find out. And then he left the team because he was mad. And all of this is a better alternative uh, than watching whatever Doug Peterson asked Carson Wentz to do. Because you look on you look on paper. Like that's what I'm saying. It looks like they were handed the division because you look on paper and the Eagles should definitely be the best team here by far. They should be a Super Bowl contender, but everything what has do you gone mean to complete should not be a Super yes, Bowl contender. But everything no, has gone should. to complete no. shit. There's no way that you can look I at I don't that think the Eagles, especially this year, could be considered a Super Bowl contender. No, I'm saying before the year. I mean, maybe maybe name. before half the team was on IR, but like, no. It's not even that bad. They're actually the it thing is, is they're getting is people, bad. No, they're getting people healthy now. Travis Fogan people came. who are shit. Yeah, exactly. They're all <laughs> shit. <laughs> It's it's and it's uh, you can't just say oh like what was that the weekend Lane Johnson was awful Lane Johnson's one of the best right tackles in the league but even he's gone to shit Carson Wentz is seeing ghosts as well he's gone like full Sam Darnold against the Patriots last year uh, Doug Peterson has an autobiography called Fearless and he's the worst coach in the league and oh you got some positions in need you know what I'm Howie Roseman I'm going to draft a QB. Because chaos. <laughs> and they're not even going to play the QB when they should at this point. No, they shouldn't. Yes, they I think should. now, not, the only problem is they're going to be, com- this division's going to be competitive till the last day. So they're not going to play him. That's the thing. They're not going to play him. But the only reason they are competitive is because Carson Wentz is dragging down the team. No, uh, Carson <laughs> I don't think it's that. I do think this, you can blame Peterson for that. This week, this week saw. Uh, Carson Wentz as the third highest rated uh, player on the offense by PFF. Yeah, and he had a bad week. <laughs> so, so it's not even like there's there's a functioning team and one player is 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 pulling the team down. There is a fucked up like corpse of a team. Trying, try the team is. Have you have you have you watched? If, if anyone listening has watched uh, Full Metal Alchemist, you know, there's a bit where they're in the house and they go downstairs and, oh, no, what's the lad done? He's fused his dog and this wee girl together into this monstrosity. That's the Eagles team right now. And, the Eagles offense is a chimera. Yeah, and you've, and, you've, and you've taken that wee dog and you've asked it to play fetch and it's it's got the ball in its mouth and it's just trying to claw its way back to the house and there's like a leg falling off and there's bits coming out. And and y- you gotta wonder at that point, like, I mean, the dog's trying, but it's not gonna manage. And who's responsible? Is it the dog or is it the lad who made the dog? But if you look down, if you look down to the AFC South, and you see a QB who's getting paid a similar amount to Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson, he's getting paid more. He's getting paid more. Yeah. He's getting paid quite a bit more, actually. He's something like $5 million Well, that's mainly because of the QB skill. That's literally just because he got paid. <coughs> that's just he was recently Carson paid. Yeah. And so you see what he's doing, and he's got a complete shit show about him. Like, he's he's got no future in the team. The team's pretty Maybe bad. He's got no future in the team. They signed him to a long-term deal. No, I mean, like, oh, you know what? Here's our future. Here's some first-round picks for a left tackle who has been injured as of recent like recently, there's like no hope in the division, and Car- and Deshaun Watson is going out there and he's playing fantastic week after week this year. All right, cool. I will I'm just say, saying Carson like- Wentz should be doing that. 
Well, Carson, but what you're saying, what you're doing yeah. is 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 what happened to Sean Hodgson, which is Bill O'Brien got sacked. <laughs> that's what. But I will that's also say none of what you're saying oh. here, Connor, is really justification for why they're the most hated team or the easy to hate or whatever you said team in the league at the moment. I just, think just they means been, they've been given they're the easiest path. Their fact is, no, they have the hardest schedule. In the, of, of any team they in the play league. in the NFC East yes but they have also <laughs> which means they have six easy the games number one team in this division but you're saying that in the division all the other teams also play in the division because they're in the division aye but they should have to go through the Eagles the Eagles should not be losing to the Washington team and the Giants <laughs> like for the Washington team is only a brand newly formed team and like out of all four teams I have the least amount of faith in the Eagles and they're the team I want to watch the least because they are killing me they are just soul destroying that's fair enough to say that they're at the minute they are shite to watch and they are their coaches making some fucking bad decisions but I don't think that so, makes them hated like the Packers still exist so many more like, aye but, but at least Ma- the Packers Matthew. games are entertaining the Eagles games aren't entertaining at this point which is no. fair enough to say there's, but there's, it's a different point there are there are entertaining there's things to find entertainment in yeah, I mean like Daniel Jones falling on his arse after a 90 yard run <laughs> that's great it's very entertaining um, but there, there are there's, there's things to look for and there's, there's things to highlight for like one of the things that's been, you know, uh, a, a rare source of joy this year for me has been, for instance, how good uh, Jordan Maialata has played uh, as a, you know, as an offensive lineman who is drafted in the seventh round. He spent a couple of years, you know, pr- on the practice squad and working his way up. And and he got some starts uh, earlier in the year and he was looking really good. Oh, and then and then Jason Peters came back from from his injury and went right back into the team. And is shockingly bad. Is he not a guard though? Who? Jason Peters. No, Jason Peters is left tackle currently. Because I know he was put in as like the guard to replace Brandon Brooks. <coughs> uh, well, that's 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 why they that's why they signed him back onto the team. But then uh, Andre Dillard also is is injured for the whole season. Yeah. People so, have injuries, you know. Nick. So at they, least you haven't lost they, your QB. Oh, do you shut up? Although I'm pretty sure Eagles would fans would like them to lose their. Let me <laughs> fucking finish. Let me fucking finish the point before you get yeah. on your fucking hate boner. Anyway, <laughs> Jason Peters is is like playing like like functionally the the worst player on the team currently. Like he 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 is is basically lining up in the stands and just watching the snaps at this point. He is that useful. He he is he is like a fucking turnstile there for the offensive lineman just spins him one way and spins him the next way the next snap he is doing nothing on the field at all nothing and yet he's starting over the really promising young player full of potential who is just a fit an absolute beast physically who's improving in every like game that he plays who's looking better and better technically who is who is who has learned this game in in three years, having never played it before, and he already looks better than than this guy, and yet they're giving starts to Jason Peters, and and I cannot explain that in any other way than the coaching staff have lost their heads. Well, there's also another guy there's on offense. No way of explaining. There's also another guy on offense who's been very detrimental to the team, who's starting over one of the most. Uh, successful college football players of all time. If you if you think that like that is that is a, <laughs> is a dumb take. I'm just saying you can do 
I'm a lot more simpler it. stuff with Jalen Hurts, as in here, Jalen, run the ball four yards, and let's try that you know, every time. You know who else? Carson Wentz used to be able to do that. Carson Wentz can still do that. He can. He used to on, be on, allowed to on, do it then more than anything because he doesn't really do it anymore. On snaps where he actually gets to run the ball, he does well. He's well, then good it should at be it. said, be yeah. But you're still not able to do it if your coach doesn't let you. And Carson oh is God. more than happy to take the ball and wait about five minutes and then get himself sacked. Again, As I can't stress enough that I don't blame Carson Wentz for what's happened to the Eagles. He's still a very good quarterback. He's just in, he's been cut. The play my, calling my is God. shit at the minute. There was, he there, has was a stretch, been, there was a stretch in the Browns game where uh, they, they had like back-to-back plays where they, they he got to like roll out the pocket and like, you know, make a throw in motion. And they were both fantastic passes for like 15 yards a piece and Doug Peterson uh, looked at his play sheet and thought alright okay here's a thing that's working let's cross that off and never do it again mm. yeah. they never went back to it in the, in the whole rest of the game they didn't do anything like that once ever again because it worked and in Doug Peterson's eyes that's a failure is Doug Peterson setting up his redemption story for next season just so we they, can release a Doug, second yeah, autobiography. Doug, Doug Peterson. They, they won the Super Bowl as underdogs, <laughs> and he has to get back to that state. So it's no. I I, I got to be honest. I, I, at this point, I just feel like Doug Peterson <clears throat> is setting up getting sacked. I, there's, there's no other way to put it. I mean, there's 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 some things that you can point to and say like, oh well, like in in this way, this has been unfortunate. They've had bad luck with this. They've had problems with this, but. Like, you're the coach of the whole team. You have to be responsible for the team. And right now, the team is shitting the bed. And there's obvious things. Like, like just the, the other day, there was a, there was a, a punt where the, the Browns punted the ball. And the punt returner just just stood by and watched the ball uh, uh, land and then, and then get taken down to the one-yard line uh, on the bounce by a Browns player. And it would have been incredibly easy for him to just say, oh, actually, that's 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 not going out. It's landing at the nine-yard line. Let me just catch that instead and save us like eight yards and being backed up in our end zone and just didn't do it. And and that kind of thing to me is is the whole team at the moment is being poorly coached on, on, every, on every side. We have one unit that's performing well, which is the, the defensive line, and everything else on the team is a shit show. And the coaching staff needs to be accountable. And and at, I, in a normal season, I might say, "Hey, the offensive coordinator needs to be accountable." But we don't fucking have one. Yes, we you do. Don't have. One. We had Mike Grow last year, and he got fired. And guess who has his job this year? No one. It's Doug Peterson. Yeah, Doug well, Peterson exactly. still like technically the OC. Yeah. It makes me a bit Doug's worried dog, that if Doug throws up in the morning on the on the sofa, and Doug just writes down where the bits of pee ended up, and he's like, "All right, that's our offense." Well, where I'm saying where there's smoke, there's fire, and we all remember the articles from a year or so back about how Carson nobody likes Carson Wentz on I mean, his own team. You know, Zach Ertz doesn't these, even like him that much anymore. These, these articles all came from basically from the same quote unquote source, and once <laughs> Nelson Aguilar, it was this Nelson Aguilar moved to, to to Las Vegas, they mysteriously disappeared. I was going to say it was from an account labeled "Totally Not Alshon Jeffrey." <laughs> there was an interception this week where Alshon refused to jump. Yeah, Alshon, incidentally, um, on the, the PFF rankings for players on the Eagles' offense uh, this week, Alshon Jeffrey dead last. Yeah, uh, should yeah. not should not be getting reps at this point. 
like they just cut him from the team. So there's no point. Mm. But my prediction is close to coming true. I don't think just it is. Wait I think you might, you might be out of it now. In your mind, Connor, your and prediction Jaylen, has been close to coming true the for thing, weeks. Though, almost any other like team would just have a punt on it by now. I, I don't. I don't, I don't think so. Like, would would the Packers have a punt on it at this point? I don't think they would. If, they did already. If Aaron, We're not starting. If Aaron Rodgers, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers had like, I don't know how many games is this now? Nine bad games in a row. Nine bad games in a row. And it looked like the season. Because the thing is with the Eagles, I know they're gonna, they might win the division, but it feels like the season's over. And you'd yeah, almost rather the next not four make games. the playoffs. Especially they're not one of those four I, you games. You say that, and people people keep floating this this thing of like, oh, they should miss the playoffs to get a draft pick. Yeah, what are they gonna fucking do with the draft pick? They're gonna choose some dumb bullshit. A third you, quarterback. You get like you get the most. <laughs> the thing is, you get the most one. obvious. Thing. The sad thing is now though. Harry Roseman is just, just dreaming of eleven quarterbacks lining up all at once, <laughs> just jacking off. The sad <laughs> thing is, is that if you get if you win four or five games, mm. you you get like that's you most most years that's like oh yeah pick number six. This year you're picking like fifteen or sixteen. <laughs> yeah, you're not years. even getting a good player. There's like, a weird well, like dichotomy. Almost it seems like in the NFL these days of like there's very few legitimately like average teams yeah. there's a lot of quite yeah. good teams and there are a lot of really terrible teams and there doesn't seem to be much of a midway it's this year especially yeah i just yeah. don't know like it's, it's a weird year and I, I i have to come back to the, the fact i think that so much of this in my opinion is probably down to um the way the year panned out with with covid the fact that well, none, of, none of these teams got to do any off season and they didn't get any preseason. Like that will show in which coaches are able to adapt to that and which coaches are not. Mm. And, and there's of course going to be fans play a role. Well. Yeah. There's no longer a home ground advantage really, other than you don't have to travel. No, yeah, it's it that, that's definitely true. At this point, it's just like travel distance, and that's that is it for home field advantage. There's also some very, very obvious tanking this year. Yeah. Like Adam Gase should have been sacked. But he's staying on just to get the loss. Uh, do you know who the Jags are now playing? Uh, a literal giraffe and Mike Lennon oh. this weekend. What? What about uh, what about the other guy, Jake Luton? What about Jake North London? Uh, well, he yeah. he is getting benched after like Jake four interceptions last week in the UK. I think they're giving him like an excuse of going, oh, he had like four interceptions last week. Let's put on Mike Lennon. So that hasn't stopped Drew Locke. Hmm. He does look mental. Oh, he looks bad as well. But he got a win he, against the Dolphins. He looks like a punter. I don't sometimes, know if that makes sense. I, sometimes you need to. Right. Anyway, I am actually, I'm, I'm either cheering on Washington or the Giants this year. The, I think the Giants have the best chance of beating <clears> a team <throat> in the playoffs. Whereas it would be nice for Alex Smith to win the division. Yes, that's right. fair. Next up, my AFC team. You know how you, you would have sometimes like an NFC team that you support, and then you would also have like you an would AFC like to see team. an AFC team do well. Yeah, you have an AFC team. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, I have just signed for the Tennessee Titans. I've been a Titans fan since that game. Actually, we went to see. That's true. I just love to see them. The pod, the pod went to see a game in uh, in London uh, a while back, and it was the Titans against the Chargers. And there was a chance at the end for us to have overtime, 
because it was like 21 to 22 or something like that and they could they could kick the extra point and send it to overtime where they could go for two and try and win the game big dick for Abel yeah just whipped it out (laughs) and he pointed his big dick in the direction of Matthew and went I got you fam yeah because at the time Matthew needed to get out of the stadium as fast as he possibly could we'll see so I missed the flight anyway as well so like I wish I could have at least got fucking overtime yeah. for missing the flight yeah so I think I am now just a massive I've, I've been a fan of the Tennessee Titans for a while mainly because they just finish 9 and 7 every year that's hilarious yeah like it has been 4 years on the bounce budget Seahawks and yeah. <laughs> They're the they B&M Seahawks. They, they just win through just having more heart and more grit than the other team. Hmm. They are just, they have proven to be the Ravens' dads. And also uh, Mike Frabel finding like obscure rules that people didn't know. Because like people go, he does something weird. Like he lines up a skeleton on the pitch and they're like, what's, <laughs> what's that there? And he's like, oh, that's, that's, you know, that's one dead player. It means minus one living player. So I can put 12 men on the field and it's legal now. And everyone's like, what You're the allowed fuck? a Halloween decoration And then October. the referee goes to the sideline and flips through the rulebook and there's some things scribbled in pencil at the bottom of the page that, that Mike Rubel totally did just add in there. He says, oh yeah, you can yeah. do this. Mike actually, Pereira gives him a text in a WhatsApp group. No, it's chill, bro. He's the only guy that knows that if you eat like 19 licorice all sorts, you get a fifth down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, did you see what they did against the Ravens? And not just like they won in the game beforehand, where the entire like the entire team, including Mike Vrabel, got out, just stood on the Ravens like shield hmm. during training. And, like we're stomping up and down on it and just dancing on it. And that caused some shit it's to where it's just kind of disrespectful. Exactly. Yeah. They were they a- were purposefully getting in like the Ravens' heads. And so that caused some shit and Mike Vrabel and Jim Harbaugh were squaring off before the game even began. I'd Uh, love to see that. Vrabel would kick the shit out of him, but I'd love to see that. (laughs) What what coach inspires more confidence than Mike Vrabel? Mike Vrabel Vrabel goes through a workout before the game by doing press-ups. He, Mike Vrabel... Allows the D lineman to tee off on him as an O lineman during like warm ups. <laughs> I would choose the, the 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 big warm embrace of of Big Red. I think is the most the most just <laughs> oh, yeah. you feel the safest with Andy Reid. If I have to pick somebody to drive me through a McDonald's drive through Andy Reid every day, I heard a fantastic a coach that I want to pick me up from the airport because I left my car keys at home. It's Andy Reid. There was a fantastic story about Andy <laughs> Reid that I heard on a podcast about how he's a massive racquetball fan. <laughs> That's just because he's a physically large fan and, and he likes racquetball. It's not just that he's a big racquetball fan. His coaching staff <laughs> yeah. would allow Andy Reid to win because if Andy Reid <laughs> lost, yeah. he was grumpy for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it a grumpy Andy Reid? <laughs> it's just... Uh, makes me smile. But yeah, anyway, I've I've now uh, I, I'm fully ready to make the transition from a Lions fan to a Titans fan. Like from here on out for the rest of the season, I will be a fan of the Tennessee Titans, and hopefully Even next year I can just be a fan of the Tennessee Titans. As in, Stafford goes to the Titans. Oh my god, that would be a. I say that would be a dream, but I love that Ryan Tannehill is just yeah. fantastic. I'd love to see. Ryan Tannehill stay with the Titans and then Matt Stafford be at the Steelers or the Saints big 
Or the 49ers. Oh, well, the 49ers. I'm sorry, Matthew, but that would be great. I just like the idea of Matt Stafford replacing Big Ben. We'll get the Matt Stafford, though. This is a Tennessee True. Titans love fest right now. We love them. Uh, I bought a 25-point so Tennessee were, Titans yeah, hat. That's a dumb logo, though. Uh, the logo is just a big T. It's a flaming thumbtack. It's just a big T. <laughs> yeah, it's just a. If you're the Tennessee <laughs> Times, your logo should be some huge lad. Instead, it's just a big T. But so yeah, the it ten- should just be Mike Vrabel. The Tennessee Titans were getting beat like by like ten points late in the fourth quarter in this game, but because yeah. of their just like I said, their heart, their grit, and the fact that they're just larger and stronger than you. They're yeah, able to just impose their will. Just works. I think it was Tony Romo said late in the fourth quarter, you just start feeling how heavy Derrick Henry actually is. You have that. And then for whatever reason, like Ryan Tannehill is just able to just toss dimes at like the most perfect moments. And AJ yeah. Brown is the hardest. He's like, do you know how like Golden Tate is like the yak master in terms of getting yards after the like the catch and able yeah. to break tackles? Well, AJ Brown's just him on much more roids yeah. than what the average American footballer is. You could like he took down like seven people. Like in he that didn't one even he take group. down the he took down a couple of people whilst running around another couple and just he's yeah, class. You, you can't tackle him. The man the man is just Terrell Owens. It's so exciting to watch. Um yeah and obviously you get like Derek like the Ravens also had the ball to start overtime. They had the yeah. lovely start overtime, and the Tennessee Titans have yeah. a really awful defense. Didn't matter because the Tennessee Titans got hurt. It's okay though because Lamar is the MVP. Lamar was actually fantastic in this game. <laughs> he had a good thing. game. Like. Nick is so happy that like Lamar's not doing well this year because he's a racist. Uh, <laughs> that is not <laughs> even remotely true. But yeah, he's just you like, big bitch. <laughs> He's just not a, for whatever reason, he's not a fan of Lamar. And like Lamar, he was chucking the Dez Bryant. It's not that I'm not a fan of Lamar. I think Lamar is fine. I just think that people had like, people's opinion unrealistic of, expectations. of Lamar was, yeah, just unrealistic expectations based off of, you know, last year when he was the MVP. Which, yes, you when know, it was fantastic. Like, like every player who <laughs> plays a, a year where they're kind of the MVP is going to sort of fall off afterwards unless you're literally Tom Brady, in which yeah. case it'll take a few years. He needs to but, throw Marquise Brown the ball. Uh, yeah, like Lamar Marquise is, Brown, is Hollywood Brown needs to actually get open for once. He's a good quarterback, but he, he's not, he is not like the second coming of Christ that people may have made him out to be in the, the later stages of last year. Yeah. You know? But people, people like will like criticize him because it's like oh he doesn't have this many passing yards but you know don't make Des Bryant his main guy <laughs> wide receiver like Des yeah, Des hasn't played since 2017 exactly be nice to Des he's had a hard time Des has been out in the cold and he's just come into a warm fire and you just kicked him off the rug like we all like to slag off what the Eagles did with wide receiver but you look now at Hollywood Brown who was now taken obviously AJ Brown was in this game and they could have had him. They could have had DK. They could have could have had Terry McLaurin. But no, they they used a first round pick. They could have had JJ Ortega Whiteside. They could have. He is like what? Like Lamar's throwing jump oh, balls. I, I, the I Hollywood just, Brown. I just have to laugh. Like Hollywood, it's not even. It's it actually shouldn't be a jump ball because Hollywood refuses to get physical. Hmm. 
Because he's 170 I pounds. Mean, you got a lighter Deshaun Jackson. You got to give him some of those uh, 1980s yoga VHS tapes. Yeah. Just give know? him a Davina McCall so DVD. Don't go fucking physical. Nuts. Physical. <laughs> it, was, it was a poor decision. And now, like, I fear the Ravens will be picking a bit too high because I, I feel this year, because just based of the success of the last two years now yeah. of wide receivers, people are now going to be clamoring for them. In the draft, that means yeah, running yeah, backs like will be pushing downwards, which is what you always wanted. Mm. I mean, as as long as the the smart GMs are still picking O linemen, then we'll all be fine. The thing is, yeah. though, the smart GMs will have taken the risks on the wide receivers and actually stockpiled. Like you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are just they, they'll just take a wide receiver in the second round every year, and they'll just become fantastic. Because they let them just like, marinate. I mean, I've I said wonder, it before. James Washington's their fourth best wide receiver, and he is better than a, quite a lot of like wide receivers out there who are number do, ones. Do they also not have like a good, you know, coaching staff and good wide receiver coaches? And no, they do. Well, that's the I thing. Mean, that's, that means you can draft them elsewhere. Yeah, uh, and let them get better. I, I kind of feel like so so much stock in the NFL is placed on the draft. And there's there's ways in which that is justified. Obviously, you get first pick, you can choose the guys that you think are the most talented coming out of the box. But it's it's like it's like saying you've you've got two two cooks and you, you they both need to make you something, and you're saying to this lad, okay, you get first choice of the ingredients. You might get the slightly nicer stuff. But at the end of the day, if he doesn't know how to cook, he's not going to make you nice food. And and it's it's the same in the NFL. There's too high, I think, stock place sometimes on you know the quality of draft picks that a team has, or or, or how many draft picks they have, or how high they are. When in reality, what you do with those players once you get them is far more crucial. Which I think the Steelers are kind of showing. So I, the, so have the Patriots. I the still, yeah. The Patriots aren't actually that good at drafting. Not, well, not this year, but I mean, um, yeah, but they, they, that's what I'm saying. They're not good drafting, but they draft whatever they draft and make a team out of it. Yeah, I'm saying though, like smart, like like the the smart smarter coaches will be taking punts yeah. on wide receivers because I think people are realizing the importance <clears throat> yeah. of wide receivers. Like you look at Josh Allen compared to like how he's playing now that he's got one of the best wide receivers in the league along with John Brown, who's great, along with Cole Beasley, who's great. And his play has just skyrocketed. So I think you, you take punch, you get elite wide receivers because they're one of the more important positions yep. it, in the league. It's it's definitely true that that your wide receivers are, are important. I think part of that progress has got to be put on Josh Allen. But it's definitely true that, you know, like the, the wide receivers are, are becoming more important. Certainly as it seems that... Um, Offensive penalties are being called less and less. Um, we have substantially fewer uh, offensive holding calls coming out this year, which is leading to a lot of a lot of big plays. Um, I mean, because there's, there's a lot of times where guys are doing stuff and it's kind of on the edge, and you think, well, he's maybe grabbing the kind of side of his shoulder a little bit. Hmm. Um, and if the refs blow that consistently then that's suddenly a, a significant percentage of the offensive yardage in all these games that's just getting peeled back and you have less offense overall you're placing more importance on defense you're placing more importance on consistency and and, and players who have more focus and more technical skill but at the moment what they're doing is they're kind of letting these things slide a bit more 
And that means that guys who can deliver those big money plays become more valuable because there's less of a chance of those plays getting hauled back. Defense this year has been just a shit show in yeah, general. Just in terms yeah, of talent. It's been a very high score year. No I, any defensive talent like that was taken in the yeah. first round this year just hasn't has either Don't been anything. bad or just you just haven't noticed. I would say Chase. Why would you Chase rate Young Jeff Okud overall? I was gonna say Chase Young. Chase Young actually yeah. has just disappeared as well. Yeah. Like, well, how uh, would you rate Jeff Okud? Well, like, has he not done anything, or has he been shite? Jeff Okud has been awful. Like yeah. the the do you, do you expect all the, the first do you, do you expect a first year corner to be good, or do you, do you expect want one taking three fucking overall? Yeah. Like you're yeah, expecting Jalen Ramsey out of that, <laughs> but him, you got him. The only thing that's actually making him look kind of all right is that him cj henderson who was taken like ninth overall and then aj terrell who was taken in the teens as a cornerback all three of them have been trash the best wow. the best cornerback has been uh not jeff gladney jalen johnson who was taken by the bears in the third round or then the second that's just who's been the best i think that's just either he's on a great defense so it's making him look better and he's just not been shite yeah like even like because uh, you said Chase, Chase Brown or Chase, Chase Young hasn't done much Derek Brown has been has been bad Isaiah Simmons has only been good the last couple of weeks you know they're just kind of getting exposed mainly because like no off season and there's been a just defensive explosion Would like you, the last in all time fairness, the they last did time, play their last college game then their first NFL like I know you yeah. did say that but yeah. that is a giant jump it's like the last time there doing. wasn't any like preseason was during like the lockdown in 2017 or not 2017 the uh, the holdout strike. in 2011 yeah it was like a player strike there was a holdout in 2011 and that was the year you had three 5,000 yard passers yeah so yeah. it's going to happen anyway it could have been he could have had a 6,000 yard passer in Dak if he didn't die <laughs> yeah if he wasn't sacrificed for Andy Dalton <laughs> uh, next if up did that happen in MetLife uh, uh no, I think it was Jerry World. Okay. I think it was AT&T Stadium. <laughs> uh yeah. so going on from my uh my current team to my old team, uh Matthew Stafford had his first shutout and again the proves XFL was truly better than the NFL. I love PJ Walker that game. balled out. It was amazing. If we anyone PJ Walker and the XFL he was the play we've watched him before, haven't we? Yeah, he was like good. live. It's yeah. good. But if anyone can make PJ Walker look like a very good NFL QB, it is de- it is definitely Matt Patricia. Yeah. I will say, even then, he threw one touchdown and two interceptions. He had two interceptions in the red zone. He was actually getting, like, he was moving the ball at will. Connor, yeah. at, at this point, I just have to ask, how optimistic do you feel about Matt Patricia turning it around next year with the Lions? Um, <laughs> I, I would like, I, I would like him to, like, literally turn around and walk in the opposite direction from the Just existence the of door. Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. You would like him to be to receive a restraining order from just the city of Detroit. Erlad, Lake Michigan's right there. <laughs> oh, here's, a, here's, a, here's a rock. <laughs> go for a walk. It would have to be a fairly big fucking rock. It That's was, a buoyant yeah. man. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, no, Matt Patricia's a dead man walking at this point. Like, a lot of people were expecting him because he was kind of like, he was kind of just holding on because you had the Washington win last week, which you know his defense gave up a twenty-three to a twenty-four to three uh, lead. 
because and we all we all saw it coming against as as mentioned before a human bionicle the wind, in Alex Smith's legs. the wind that will seal the football team's clinching NFC East victory. <laughs> I, yeah. it, that's what it is the Lions are the one thing holding the, the Washington football team from being first in the division uh, yeah so he wasn't going to get sacked this week regardless like this seems to be the end but he wasn't going to get sacked this week because it's a short turnaround because the Lions are playing on Thanksgiving I mean uh, it's what we want a prime it's the Lions one prime time blow or game this year and I want the Sean Watson to destroy I think he defense. will I and PJ Walker done twenty to know then it's gonna look wor- it's gonna look awful as well because like they said uh Stafford's like thumb wasn't a problem. They were saying that like it wasn't. And yet the entire strategy was you run it twice and then throw a screen pass. And that was the entire first half. Yeah. They were literally they were pulling back the playbook. Imagine that, yeah. but that was every every play of every game the entire season. And that's Doug Peterson's play calling. Um, at least Stafford at this point does not want to get hit anymore, you know, so he's happy just to chuck it away. Yeah, yeah, he's um, happy to get rid of the ball quickly. I, 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 I would like to see. I would like to see the opposite. I would, I would love to see a big game from Jeff Okuda for Thanksgiving, just to make the lad. Because I, I feel bad for him because you know you, you get drafted high like that, you get no off season, you get no training, you're put straight in at corner on an NFL team and you're going against you know Devontae Adams yeah it's it's, but, it's yeah. rough on the line you're also I, I think he should he, you're also he getting some, taken to school by PJ Walker and every wide receiver that he has come against yeah PJ Walker you have Amani Uruwari mm. who had like we said PFF he had like a 90 plus PFF grade this week playing against the same wide receivers here's, here's what I wonder I wonder if you. And he was a fifth-round pick last year. I wonder if we will see a a like a, a sharp increase in um in kind of just the, the general rating of like first and second round picks um from this draft, like the ones who are underperforming. I wonder if you might not see them all kind of like claw back some of that some of those negative ratings over the course of the season just from getting more experience and, and, and kind of learning what they're doing on the job uh, the Lions organization keeping Matt Patricia this year is potentially putting the organization back like five or six years because well, well, them yeah. keeping Matt Patricia and uh, Bob Quinn and deciding not to just tear it down and do something new means that instead of like drafting uh, <clears throat> either Justin Herbert or Tua Tonga-Vailoa, that they kept Stafford and they went for like the best player available in Jeff Okuda, who's been awful because he's being coached by an obese uh, <laughs> cunt. But he's a disciple of Bill Belichick. <laughs> you couldn't even think of an he's insult. A- you hate him that much. He just did. He's an obese um, cunt. <laughs> How could defensive yeah. guru Matt Patricia, uh, disciple of the one and only Bill Belichick, do this to Detroit? How did they not just watch the like the Super Bowl that he last coached in for the Patriots, where they gave up 500 yards to a yeah, man who's nobody won one nobody game played defense against the Eagles, Eagles or against oh, the Patriots in that game? Jesus. Um, but yeah, so if they just sacked Matt Patricia, if they sacked Matt Patricia, drafted a QB, traded Stafford, then at least the future would have looked okay. I think I've asked you this before, but like, what do you think you would get for Stafford? Like, picks? Uh, uh, not much like, now pick. because he yeah. had a broken back 
and he's been injured again this year with his like torn ligament in his thumb. And he's going to be like 33 uh, yeah. next year. And the like they will also know that the Lions have sacked their coach and they might be looking to move on anyway. So you might not get well, that much. Also, if they like how saturated the QB market is, you know, you're not going to get too much. It's like every QB <clears throat> draft at this point is great. So yeah, it's 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 just, it's weird at this point. And again, sometimes QBs in the draft who are great just mm. end up not being good. I mean, you know, you get the odd Josh Rosen thrown in just to spice things up. Uh, yeah, I guess Josh Rosen was also just a sacrificial lamb. Yeah, it's like yeah, like you he saw was- you saw what they did with when they drafted Kyler Murray. They're like, hey, Kyler, we're going to give you an offensive head coach. We're also going to give you wide receivers. Yeah. Whereas Josh, <laughs> oh, do you need a new line? Have you seen? Why do I draft you line, man? Have you seen the Indiana Jones and the uh, oh, the Temple of Doom? What the what the Rams did is the Rams went like the Karima Shakti Day, yeah. and they reached into the Josh Rosen's chest and they pulled out Kyler Murray. That's what it was. <laughs> and then they gave him to the Dolphins, who at the time body to the Dolphins. It's like they gave him to the Dolphins, who at the time were more than happy to tank for Tua. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor Josh Rosen. Uh, yeah. Last note on like the Lions' future. This team have uh, they've been built like an extra three years. They've gotten rid of all their talented players because they wanted Matt Patricia's players. I mm. know you're not going to have <clears throat> Matt Patricia next year. You're going to have a team that was designed by him. These two knuckleheads, Patricia and Bob Quinn. So whoever's going to be the next head coach will have a team of players uh, designed to play a, a man-heavy scheme in a league where uh, that won't work. There's only like three man-heavy teams. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's looking disastrous. Maybe they put Patricia in there and said, "Right, we'll give you a bonus of a million dollars if you manage to tear down this team for us." Do you know like, what? Could they just keep him in there and just let the Lions just go three and? Six or three and thirteen every year from here on to the end of time, and we just ignore that. But because <laughs> honestly, if the Lions went three and thirteen from now till the end, the rest of the time, no one would care because no one has cared. This is true. Take away so their Thanksgiving game as well. Sean McVay the second who wants them to do well and then brings them up. No, it's, it's kind of depressing when you have like ownership of a team who just obviously don't care about the results. Yeah. You wonder why the same teams have been shite forever. Because people don't care. The Browns have been shite forever because they've had bad ownership. The Jets, oh, well. actually, no, not even the Jets. The Jets have been all right. Like they were good 10 years ago. Uh, the Bengals, they don't care. Honestly, Joe Burrows lost his fucking leg. Bengals don't give a fuck. They're relieved. The Jaguars have like one winning season in the past 10 years. Whatever. They're going to try and sell the team to London to make more money. Because who gives a fuck? Don't support teams. Don't get attached. Get attached to players at best. Yeah, get attached to players. If your team sucks and they don't give a damn, they don't look like improving, leave the fucking team. They don't care about you. I'm a Titans fan. Oh my Bravo. 
don't know. Connor, this might curse the Titans now because you started really? supporting the Lions and then Megatron fucked off. So like, yeah, but I mean, but no, at that point the Lions were already a disastrous team for fifty years before that. So, oh, what this I have, is true. You can't be blamed for all of it. I should have known what I was getting myself into. But what will happen now is the instant you stop supporting the Lions, they're going to become really good. Maybe. Imagine. It, just it'll, be this, <laughs> it'll be this, like, this, this weird thing will happen. They'll trade Stafford and go, oh my God, he was holding us back this entire time. <laughs> he was just abusive to people in practice. He was actually, these Carson Wentz stories is just what Matt Stafford has been. <laughs> he was fucking Megatron's wife this whole time. That's what it was. He was behind the Darius Slay trade and whatnot. So, oh, guess Philadelphia is offering us a first round pick for Darius Slay. Make it a third. Make him look bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of Joe Burrow's uh, injury, it is much worse than originally thought. So, it's if, and you know, he could miss part of 2021. Um, easily could. Yeah. Injuries like this typically are like six months to a year, depending on the severity. Um, I think a normal torn ACL, if you get operated on immediately, is a minimum of six to nine months recovery. So, yeah, if the if the Bengals have the third overall pick, yeah, what do they do? It's it's very obvious. Oh. They take a defensive lineman. Exactly, Zach Wilson. Actually, no, Nick, you said a defensive lineman. That would be the dumbest Sorry. thing for them to do. I keep saying. Sorry, I, I, I just I, watched I, that injury and so motion my shot myself. An offensive lineman. They take an offensive. You line. take Penny Sewell. Like, the Quentin Nelson of left tackles. That is who you take. Or you, but, you trade the pick to the Colts for Quentin Nelson. I was going to say, but you also could trade because next year's QB thing or QB draft is mad. Would the Colts take that? Would the Colts take a top three pick for Quentin Nelson, knowing that they need uh, a QB mm, very badly? I don't think they could get one. I don't know. No, a team because like, sh- the QBs, as Connor said, who are in this draft, you, you could- shouldn't. Like, like if you well, hang on. So the Bengals would want like to give up their third overall pick for Quentin Nelson. That would be an yeah. awful decision by the Colts because yeah, you're you're going to be trading a, a third overall pick for an interior offensive lineman who's going to need to get paid a lot of money in a year, as opposed to taking a rookie left tackle. And a left tackle is a much more valuable position than interior O line. So you you would take that, but you could also realize the Bengals need a lot of work. So you trade down and get as many picks as you can because everyone wants to trade up and get a QB, especially if you manage like because they only got what like one one, two ones, the uh, Bengals. I think they have two. Yeah, they had two. They were two something, two seven and one. So you pray Gardner Minshew comes back for the Jags Mm -hmm. and fucks up and wins a game. So you could slide in to get like the number two pick and possibly be in the Justin Fields position because people will trade up for that. Why do you take Justin Fields? He has a much higher ceiling than Joe Burrow. I will also say Joe Burrow will come back, yes, but like this kind of justifies taking a second early first round QB. Take now. another QB. No, take another QB. Don't take a people does, like, like Joe when Burrow. When you see QB what happened to him. Idea. Here's the thing. What would get more picks if you take a QB... And you could trade Joe Burrow. Well, no, and people are like, oh, well Joe Burrow's good. You might as well just trade away the, the, the QB pick. 
you'd achieve the mm. same thing. But Justin Fields, Justin Fields has a higher ceiling. I think According this just proves you, that yes, they have options. Yes, because he's better. Yes, but like these, these are your opinions. This doesn't mean the Bengals organization is going <laughs> to think the same thing. Justin Fields <laughs> is just Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun what? Watson, I would rather have him all day long you, you, than Joe Burrow. Oh, yes. I don't to think calm, anyone would argue with that. You need to calm yourself with the college hype. You get far too excited about college players. So should we calm ourselves about Joe Burrow? Burrow though. Joe Burrow had one. <laughs> Joe Burrow has actually been playing in the NFL for like half a season. And he's oh, lost yeah, his no. leg already. And he's looked very good while doing it. I do think I will say the knee injury is bad, but he will recover from it. It's not like an if thing; it's a he will recover from it. He's a hard. Who would I rather want a Deshaun Watson regen or a Tony Romo regen? Well, would you rather a guaranteed Tony Romo regen or a potential? That's what you take the risk. Regen. Yes, you. you I really like Tony Romo as well. He's a good boy. This is coming from inveterate gambler Connor. But I'm saying you should always, you should always, you, you should always be taking on Justin Fields. Also, you should be conservative, like also, every year is a fucking unit, you and you should used, be the Bengals. You used literally the first overall pick in a in a good QB year on a QB. You have him. He's playing well. People like him. It's the offense, like you know, he's he's getting into it. Right, if and they trade like, away Joe Burrow, they well, will lose people. They will lose after the... another QB. It's it's not a good idea. And what would have happened if the Giants took uh, Justin Herbert? They probably still would be the Giants. And Justin Herbert <laughs> would be a better QB than Daniel Jones. He might not. Have and people would be more haircut. optimistic. He would probably still have nice hair because he did. The Chargers' strength and conditioning. Could you imagine? Could you imagine him a buzz cut for no reason? Could you imagine a goofier QB room? <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones and Justin Herbert, oh, just my. the two a prefect and a school shooter, just having <laughs> conversations. <laughs> that would be it. Uh, Daniel Jones was slain trying to stop Justin Herbert from entering the school. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Always take a shot on a QB. That's all I'm saying. It's not a good idea. I don't think they will, but I I think this just proves they have options more than anything. Um, Even though they're still I, shit. I, I just the one thing yeah. I want to say as well. Nick I, is incredibly happy that Washington stuck with Dwayne Haskins instead of, you know, trying a different QB. I mean Washington If Nick if Nick was the if Nick Washington sticking with Dwayne Haskins was a dumb decision and I, if I, Nick was the I GM if Nick was the GM of the Cardinals. I would it would be next. It would be Josh Rosen out there and Nick Bosa on defense. That's what would have. That's what it would have been. Might, might be good. Nick Bosa's very good. Nick Bosa's a really good player. And as yeah, we've is. said on this podcast, Kyler Murray is a top ten QB. Uh, you know what's so we, fucking gross? Is that Matthew's going to look great for that pick? Yes, I was right. <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> Uh God. I had Carson Wentz at number three. <laughs> I believed in Carson. <laughs> I believed I didn't believe in Kyler Murray. I believed in DeAndre Hopkins. You know how you like you said Justin Her or Justin Herbert's a school shooter? Carson Wentz yes. is like a militia member. No, he's Carson like the Wentz guy is the guy who convinces him to do it. The, like the governor of Michigan. Like he's one of those. You've you've never heard the lad talk. And you can't listen to him talk and think he was 
he is in any way going to act violent towards any other individual. He's he is well, just then he's a he is so just is animals. So, like Jesus. Just that. Exactly. He is Ned Flanders. You know, you know, Carson. <laughs> Come on. Nick, you know, Carson. You know, Carson Wentz voted Trump. No, I don't. He is a definite Trump. Carson Wentz sent his mail in ballot to the wrong place. He's from North Dakota. He haunts and loves, Je- loves Jesus. He voted Trump. I think you're projecting a wee bit there, lad. <laughs> Just slightly. All the lads in the locker room hate him as well. It's a bit. This is again. This is all massive speculation, of course. Is, I can't is, imagine anyone actually has legitimate make hatred Carson towards Carson Wentz. Honestly, make Carson Wentz great again. The man let me down that time. <laughs> Made me look like a fool on the podcast. In hindsight. And for that, we all salute him. All right. Um, Rogers and only Rogers fucked up against the Colts. Well, the referees can't tried believe Rogers blew a 28-14 lead. I can believe it. Matt yep. Ryan vibes. Any any given team can win on any given week. So yeah, I believe yep. it. That was a it was quite a funny game because Except the Jets, the Packers were looking utterly fantastic in the first half, despite another bad Rogers interception. What's going on, lad? Two and two, two and <coughs> two weeks. Jesus. Uh, and then he he just couldn't do anything for the second half until the end. Colts have a good defense. Colts have a very they good do, defense. They do, but he tore them that apart in the first half. That was another thing I've been proven very right on. I mean, third coaches qu- adapt. In the third, make changes. In the third quarter, I know, but you're fucking Aaron Rodgers. So. Like, get a first down. That's like, he only had two possessions in the, in the, in the uh, third quarter. It was a three and out. Colts had the ball for forever because the Packers defense like, couldn't stop them. And then he had another three and out. Colts defense or Colts offense just stayed on the field forever and then he had the chance and then he actually missed a wide open Jamal Adams on a fourth down yeah but you know he had that big miracle heave at the end where Marquez Valdez-Gantley caught the ball in spectacular fashion good it was job a great Marquez catch. fumbles it in overtime die Marquez <laughs> I yeah. did find that imagine going from hero to zero that swiftly like it was uh, I also had very conflicting opinions on Aaron Rodgers because on his appearance on the Pat McAfee show uh, they were talking about no look passes and whatnot, and then he started to really big up Matthew Stafford and so I was very conflicted that's why you're now a Titans fan. He didn't say a single things. thing about Tannehill. Connor, what a bastard. Connor has a, has a really difficult time when something that he likes turns out to be good. It's You know there's an Onion article where the worst person you know makes a good point. That's oh, yes. Yeah. You know, Rodgers can be right once or twice. Um, everyone everyone can. Uh, the uh, God took all of Drew Brees' ribs to create Taysom Hill. Which you love to see. It's the Mormon Testament. Yes. The Mormon Megalodon became the Salt Lake Lamar Jackson. Oh, I really enjoyed That was a very, very fun to watch game. It was. He he really struggled to begin with. Yeah. But then got good. I mean, it's not. It's probably not unusual for him to be struggling. I mean, he, he is really, for all the time that he's been in the league, he's not thrown very many passes. But... As soon as they let them do what they have been making him do, he did like he had two rushing touchdowns. He had two rushing touchdowns, big, fifty big yards, and over two hundred yards passing. That is the most surprising thing. I'm pretty sure his over under for passing yards might have been four. 
And yet he had like two hundred passing say, yards. He had that big fucking bomb to Sanders at the end called called back. He's had Not a at few, the end, sorry. The thing is that we hit like <clears throat> he had so many passes where it was like a deep ball and like all of a sudden it, it dropped like ten yards shorter than it should have. Yeah. yeah. And it's weird because he's actually he he has quite a strong arm. He just doesn't have a deep ball. So he doesn't cool understand air, the trajectory. He doesn't understand the trajectory. Like he, he he might be so used to throwing it at a below sea level uh you know environment such as Salt Lake City that when he's anywhere else in the world it is just a struggle. Just uh, for some some background here, Connor has recently Googled Salt Lake City. I I know I <laughs> I know plenty about the geography of America. I know that what's so crazy is that uh Utah is in the Great Basin, and yet that state is right beside Colorado, which literally has the Mile High City. Like yeah. so, you got the two. Just you got the biggest, the the biggest difference, and actually, you know, in, in terms of sea it's level between step. two, two states. But you know who else is weird? California on, has the highest. I think they have like the highest point in America or something um, like that. It, not quite. I think the highest point in America is in Montana. Lame. But I think they have like the biggest difference, yeah, between like the between highest two points. between two within points. one it's state, is it, or just yeah, in general? I mean, because there, there's there's uh, you got the Los Angeles. There's basin. quite a bit of the Rockies that goes through California, and then yeah, the the whole basin around uh, L.A., San Francisco, and the, what not L.A. Uh, San Francisco and um, is it the Rockies. I think it's another mountain range. No, the Rockies is the the big one that goes. The Rockies up are the there, but there is another mountain range. Mm. The Sierra Nevada. Well, you know, it's yeah. a valley's for a reason. Sierra is that Nevada my American? Is the, is the What's a valley girl sound like? Like um, that, except not male. Uh, basically what Peyton Royce sounds like. Sorry, Matthew, do you take a dig at your waifu? I don't know, I don't know why you think I'm so weird about because her. Because you, <laughs> you literally like every photo on I Instagram. Can tell I go on Instagram like and I'll prove that wrong. It's, it's also not terrifying. you just get shown that I've liked it because me and you follow each other. Yeah, and I also follow Peyton Rice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not uh, just looking to see what I've been up to. <laughs> uh, Derek Carr, good now. Oh, shit. Derek Carr has gone into fifth gear. Yeah. That's yeah, better. Uh, Sunday night showdown. Very good QB play all round. Fun game, would recommend. 10 out of 10, 12 out of 10 with Rice. We feel like Derek Carr is really in the driving seat now. In the <laughs> it's like... There was a, fanta- there was a fantastic... There's been a, there's been a shift. There was a fantastic shot of Derek Carr, which was just unnecessary. It was unnecessary. It didn't make sense, but he was just on the sideline looking so angry. Like He had like a Jack Nicholson stare where he's looking through his brow. Well, he, and you're like, Derek, <coughs> lighten up. He just has you're this, in this like, game. really deep set eyes where the instant he tilts his head slightly forwards it just looks evil and it doesn't help that he's got all the mascara as well alright next point up Deshaun Watson is a top 3 QB this year Deshaun what? Son oh Uh, yeah he's a top 3 QB (laughs) this year Deshaun Watson's playing the best football of his career and his team yeah, are so it's, bad. It's, it's just a shame yeah, he's, no one cares. <laughs> yeah, no one cares. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> he literally done everything on offense for the Texans. Uh, like it was. No, he's a miracle worker. And the fact that yeah. I'm ending this segment now should sum it up. Yeah, there's not much to talk about. <laughs> it's really just is. really good. Um, JJ Watt's decent, and he'll probably retire. 
No, JJ Watt's yeah. gonna go to the Packers next year because he is oh, a Wisconsin no. native and he's, he's, he wants to play on a playoff team. He is either going to go to a playoff team or he is going to retire. He sounds incredibly done with the Texans organization. He he is done. I he's mean, done. there was the whole kerfuffle that they had recently where um there was a uh, one of the their employees on the, the media side, a PR um employee on the Texans. Um she was let go for apparently not fitting the culture. And then as soon as she was let go, you have JJ Watt come out very publicly endorsing this woman, saying she's fantastic. She's really great to work with. She's very professional. Uh, she's one of the best in the business. You know, anyone who wants to hire her, I would give her a reference. He is done with the Houston Texans. Yeah. He's done. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the future mayor of Houston might not be playing playing for them anymore. Uh, yeah. What was I going to say next? Ah, and the last game. Uh, there's other games that I'm not going. I'm not. I don't want to talk about Jake Luton. I don't want to talk about <laughs> the Cowboys beating the Vikings. Don't care about. You that. don't talk about the Cowboys beating the Vikings. It's a story. I of the think week that's stuff. worth talking about. Even just mentioning. Do you not see the, the, the Cowboys put up 31 points on offense? Is worth know, mentioning. I don't know who it was. If it was Schefter or someone was saying that like. The, the the Cowboys coaching staff just had some just insane stuff going on. I, I've not. Did you see it? I've not put too much in there. Next time I look it up on his phone. I'm All right, go, to I'm sum up the game, the Vikings crazy. decided to give their fans some hope before dashing it quite expertly. Yeah, Justin Jefferson dropped a very catchable ball that he would have yeah, right turned into the first down. Yeah. Crazy. Which is upsetting because I really fucking love Justin Jefferson. I feel Jefferson. so bad as well. Kirk Cousins is actually playing spectacular as well. Yeah, he's just been all round very good at his job. Like, and then last up, <coughs> Monday night football, the Bucks falter again in prime time. I was very surprised when I found this, when I seen this result. Yeah, um, I didn't see it too It was a, it was an alright game. Uh, Brady threw the game away despite being perfectly set up uh, to win. Like you're doing three points with two and a half minutes left. Uh, the refs have been giving you everything all game. Uh, Sean McVay decided to give you a chance because he decides to run it on third and eight with two and a half minutes left to set up a it's field goal. It's a very goal. Patricia move. It is, it is so conservative. I don't, yeah. I don't understand how Sean McVay can be so conservative. Like you can throw the ball away. Like he, they just, uh, he didn't. He obviously, he just did not trust Jared Goff in that situation. Not they fuck up. Um. Also, uh, per Nick, only needed three so, more yards from Cooper Cup to actually win his fantasy game. Hang on, Cooper Cup is not to blame in that situation. But hang on, this is the this is the Cowboys stuff. Uh, this is from Pilicero, um, not Schefter. My apologies. Um, Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy pulled out a sledgehammer during Saturday night's I team didn't hear about this and smashed watermelons like Gallagher to emphasize their objectives. Players roared, then responded with an inspired win in Minnesota. This is this is copy pasta stuff. This is the kind of thing that you can you can rephrase and put on Reddit for years. This is wonderful, wonderful, insane bullshit. But uh, you know, it's it's, <laughs> it'll be like, it's really funny. You'll get one where it's like Kelvin Benjamin slapped like an extra uh, an extra pack of chicken nuggets on his Big Mac. Yeah, as the McDonald staff <laughs> cheered, yeah, and whatnot, and they gave him or extra Stephen fries. Kenny shows <laughs> anti English video before Ireland England yeah. game. Stephen, Stephen Kenny got out a hurling stick 
and started smashing turnips <laughs> yeah, so while said, yelling about <laughs> goals. <laughs> he just started fucking punting parties and just fucking going nuts, please. Uh, uh, yeah, it worked. Why are we going to get a watermelon smashing every week? Why does Tom Brady hate Jared Goff? Yeah, <laughs> Tom Brady once again is a petulant child yeah. and refuses the. Does he just not like goofy-looking, tall, blonde QBs? Um, I think he just has an ego the size of a small farm, and has he, a very he also just time sees everyone with- that looks like that as. Oh, you were one of the six yeah. who got drafted before me. Cause, cause, yeah, and and I I just feel like he has this he has this attitude sometimes that like because there was this whole thing of like oh well he he was fine talking to Breeze after the game. Yeah, I think Tom Brady thinks he's better than Drew Brees. I think oh, yeah. and, and I think he comfortably believes that, but I think he also believes he that is. Drew Brees is is very good, and so yeah. he's okay. He respects Drew Brees. He's okay with his team losing Drew Brees, whereas Tom Brady thinks Jared Goff is some wee clown that he doesn't care about, and then Jared Goff schools him, and then Tom Brady's upset. He's not so Brady smash. He is. Brady Goff is a room. Jared Goff is a bit of a clown, but it's like you also have. Jared Goff uh, is pretty good. No, he's not. He's a bad man. He's doing all right. Just uh, he's an average QB. He threw two awful interceptions. He threw an interception to a man with eight fingers. Aye, aye. The interceptions <laughs> that he threw were better than the ones Brady. I'll say this: uh, it's tough because he threw some really dumb ones. Um, Jason Pierre-Paul has now had back-to-back interceptions. Yeah, and he has the same amount of interceptions now in the last two weeks as Jamal Adams has in his entire career. Mm. Jamal Adams has been a bit of a letdown this year overall, I will say. It's because he's a he's also like Jason Pierre Paul. He's an edge rusher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, it was a poor game from Tom Brady. Uh the he was just being shook all night by the uh, defensive lineman. It was just not getting everything going. Bruce Arians clearly hates him, which is yeah. hilarious. So, hey Bruce, uh, can I can I put in some short passes, intermediate throws? You know, something like I used to in uh and uh, New England. No, you're going to throw a deep lad. You think Bruce Arians is responsible for that? I, I got to be honest. I think a lot of that. I think some of that's going to be on, on Tom for for deciding to throw. I mean, he was he was one for nine, for two interceptions on his deep ball. Sometimes, like sometimes, I wonder, like why doesn't it's like nice. maybe I'm playing Madden too much. I'm like why doesn't the QB <laughs> just auto ball out and get like an intermediate route? But then you see all QB like like Tom Brady is like. Yeah. Playing how every Bruce Arians like, QB <coughs> plays. Yeah. So I, I do think at this point. Coaching staff has a lot of influence. I think at this point. Play. Yeah, it is just like, oh, can I like can I do things that suit my game? It's like, no, Tom, you're going to do what I want. I mean, Tom, Tom lines up. The other players line up. They run the routes. Tom has to pick one of them, and that's that. Like, he can't throw to a route that is not on the field. He can't throw to a player in the slot who doesn't exist. He needs to throw to. to I'm going to say it is more. I'll say it's more on Bruce Arians because literally every QB mm. that has their first season under Bruce Arians is a turnover machine. Yeah, it's it's we hilarious say that at this point. Year too. <laughs> it, it's it honestly is, hilarious. It is funny, but I will say it's like Tom, hey, Tom, um, you're playing. You're uh, I'm. I'm making you do things that don't suit your strengths and I'm going to talk so much shit about you in the media. It's funny, though. It's very <laughs> there, is funny. Sh- there is this shot of after the last, like, one of the interceptions of Bruce Arians going over to Tom and just squatting in front of him. You can't hear what he's saying, 
but I really wanted it here. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you wanted that mic'd up footage there just to see what the fuck saying, came hey, Tom, maybe you shouldn't have beat me all those years when I was the OC in Pittsburgh. Ha, <laughs> you fuck. Uh, what he's actually saying is he's leaning down and saying, Tom, I'm getting this Mai Tais. Do you want a tiki class? <laughs> so it is. Tom, I'm tailgating later in the in the park. Win or lose, we're gonna get we're gonna get cans and we're gonna go down the bay. My friend Kyle's invited me to his birthday party. He says I can get a plus one. Do you wanna come? There's goodie bags. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it is it's it's funny. It's a funny situation. <laughs> Yeah, but now that obviously Tom Brady has refused to shake hands, we can now just slag him off because he's a twat. We can, we can, we can. Get fucked. It was a bad game all around. To be oh, no, it was a great game. <laughs> bad fucked. QB plays. Jared Goff is just there going, here's screen passes to Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Run for all the yards, please. I mean, I, I think what this game kind of shows us is that you can have you can have entertaining football with, with average QB play, you know? Like, the QB play doesn't always have to be amazing. If the coaches are dialing interesting stuff up, you can have interesting games. Mm. This was an interesting game. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Oh, no, it was fun uh, again. Was, uh, it was very fun for me watching Cooper Cup uh, catch, like, a 12-yard pass and then run it for 50 yards. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in, in my fantasy, I was I was down, like, 24.5 points. It was some, some, uh, some variant of, like, 22 to 23 points, and, uh, and I needed that from... Cooper Cup and uh, and Rojo, Ronald Jones um, on the Bucks, uh, and Cooper Cup held up his end beautifully by getting me twenty crisp points. Yeah, and then Ronald Jones got twenty four yards. Ronald Jones <laughs> dropped one pass, and he was never seen again. And if Leonard had, Fournette if dropped every pass. pass. If he had caught that one pass, that would yeah. have been all I needed. But uh, but no, it, it was not to be. Yeah, Leonard um, Leonard I Fournette. Blame, I blame. Brasserians. It's like Leonard Fournette. He had a touchdown run. Yeah. He had like so many passes. Which was a touchdown run. It was a goal line carry. It was not like he yeah. broke out for 15 yards. It wasn't it like a big. Yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't like Rojo's touchdown run from the, the, the week before. They literally, yeah. they drafted Ironically, a running back Nick, in the third Rojo round. Rojo has won you a game against me and then lost you a game against someone else. Yeah. The Rojo gives and the Rojo taketh away. They drafted a running back in the third round called Keyshawn Vaughn, who's known as a receiving back. Mm. And yet, Bruce Arians gets so pissy when Ronald Jones drops drops a ball, yet when Leonard Fournette has bricks for hands, he doesn't care. He's like, oh, you can do nothing wrong, Leonard. Leonard Fournette Teacher's is just pet. that guy from Scream 2. Teacher's pet, Fournette. Do you think he, Leonard Fournette's also just bad-mouthing Tom Brady on social media, so Bruce Arians loves him? Maybe. I mean, <laughs> he, had that, he had that thing before he, uh, like right when he was signing for the Bucks. Uh, Leonard Fournette had a whole thing about how like Brady was going to be the best quarterback there. He had, no, or was that? No, I'm, I'm thinking of the wrong washed up running back who went to Tampa. I'm thinking of uh, Shady McCoy. Yeah. You said the same thing and, and who I don't think I've seen once all season. No. No, yeah. Shady McCoy's done nothing. I think he's been in for like some yeah. uh, pass blocking ones, but since yeah. he got Leonard Fournette, there's no point. He's also in his 30s. Like, if you're running back in your 30s, lad, just protect your knees. You need a new career. Unless you're Frank Gore. Do you have enough money? Retire. If you don't have enough money, you better be good at talking. Well, there was all, I mean, there was these stories about Shady McCoy last year, wasn't there? About how he was, like, a nasty individual. He's he's not a very nice person, I don't think. Mm. I mean... Was Chip Kelly right? Because, I mean, there there was all that stuff that came out when he was in 
Buffalo, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Not good. I mean, you know, innocent until proven guilty, the wife beater. Um, innocent until <laughs> we can determine that you, you actually did throw that armchair out of a window with a small woman holding a prank. No, but that's, that's, that's a different We're not going to pass right. judgment so on that this was podcast. The re- that was the NFL recap. Uh, mm. We're going to do a little Thanksgiving preview about what we're thankful for. What are we thankful for? I will be thankful that the Texans will beat the living shit out of the Lions tomorrow. (laughs) Or today, I guess, when I release this. Yeah. It is the Lions' one primetime game of the year. One too many, if you ask me. (laughs) Uh, They needed somebody for the Texans to play and the Lions play every year. The only... only uh, Thanksgiving turkey after that the that the the Detroit Lions will see will be Matt Patricia because he is a big turkey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the point spread betting wise is ridiculous. Quite frankly, the Texans are only three point favorites, Bet. which is obscene. Your house on that. Exactly, lads. Take out a loan. Bet it all. Bet it all on Deshaun. Uh, Deshaun, they will win by fourteen points at did least. Did you see? Did you see the the point spread on the the Eagles Seahawks game? That's only five points. It's ridiculous. Oh That's my god! It's insane. so funny. <laughs> it's it's really That's funny because Russell Wilson isn't cooking anymore. <laughs> he is simply reheating. Russell uh, Wilson is making ready meals from the uh, store. Um, yeah. like you could, Russell Wilson is microwaving. Oh, we we talk. We had the jokes about like bacon and turnovers. Carson yeah. Wentz versus Russell Wilson next week. Can we get apple turnovers. Uh, what other turnovers are there? <laughs> also, any kind jam of and apple. Jam like turnovers. Jam turnovers, apple cherry turnovers. Pumpkin pineapple. turnovers. That would be a little What's bit. What's the odds that, Lions that money line on this? I actually. Oh, you want to take Lions money line? No, it, I thought if it was mental odds, I might chuck a well, few point on it. But it's only Lions six to money four. Line is, is you're investing in the best of both worlds because you're saying I want both Connor to be upset and also to have money. Well, you're no, you're taking <laughs> like you're taking odds. Like, hang on. No, I'm just paying party <laughs> points. No, no, you're taking the Lions money line. You'll get the same odds if you tease the. Like everyone likes to tease like teams like oh you tease like a ten point favorite down to like three. No, you should tease upwards. With the Texans, you should make them like three point favorites to like make them six point favorites and try and get two to one odds. Yeah, instead, because it will happen. I mean, I would, I would almost be willing to like tease the Seahawks down to like two point favorites and yeah. take that, and then you combine that with something. Because even though the Eagles are, are a horrendous trash fire, they somehow manage to make it close in every game, which mm. I, is, because is other really teams switch off at the end and the Eagles don't. Yeah, <coughs> so it's like a backdoor cover. Um, but now Russell Wilson wants to get his MVP campaign back on, back on course. Like yeah. he still could want it. I'm just he's not going to now. I mean, yeah, it is Mahomes. It's his his MVP campaign at this point is that it's that uh, that abandoned RV in the middle of the desert from uh, Breaking Bad. There's <laughs> some meth being cooked in the back of it, and Russ is and there's a video get it from Russell Wilson to my wife and family. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> 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 I must abandon everything in pursuit of the MVP. Uh, next up in the the actual meaningful game, sort of, uh, Washington against Dallas. Uh, yeah. The winner becomes the king of the trash heap. Uh, it's very unique for both teams. As could they tie? They could. That would be the most trash I think even then thing. one of them becomes king of the trash yeah, heap. Yeah, the Washington Washington would. <coughs> but it, it would be the best situation if they tie because then we wouldn't have one team on three and uh, three, seven, and one 
we would have three We'd teams, have two teams three, on three, seven, and one. <laughs> it's going to be very unique <laughs> for both teams, though. Yeah. Because one team will have to have a two-week period where they won't have a loss, which for the NFC East is like newfound territory. If the Eagles manage to win two games in a row somehow. Uh, see, I don't believe you. That's the thing. Uh, Washington are two and a half point uh, underdogs in this game, which uh, I find interesting because they utterly destroyed Andy Dalton last time they played. Yeah. So I'd be interested in taking their money line right there. I, I would be concerned for Andy Dalton. The uh, the last game was meant to be Ravens and Steelers, which was now postponed. I would yes. feel so pissed off if I was the Steelers. Mm. Like yeah. you have a weakened team Ravens coming after a loss on a short fa- a short turnaround. Yeah, you have yeah. a weakened team comedy like be against you. Your training schedule's been different all week. I kind of feel like the Steelers have this one, regardless. Um, I feel the opposite because really? I, I don't I see the Ravens, the Ravens losing. I don't see the Ravens losing three times in a row. That is literally <laughs> it. This is how I thought about the Seahawks against the. Uh, Cardinals, but the, I, I, I got to be honest. I, th- I think the the Ravens having lost games these past two weeks, I, I think that that has no bearing on on how they're going to play. Um, I, Ravens, outplayed the Steelers when they last played, um, and they just lost the turnover. The Ravens' battle. defense outplayed the Steelers' offense. I do not think the Ravens', the Ravens offense, offense outplayed the Steelers. Defense. Yeah, but the Ravens' offense also outplayed the Steelers' offense because the Steelers' offense couldn't get shit. Like happening that maybe, game. but the Ravens' offense couldn't get shit. So if you cut down on, well, no, if you if they cut if they just didn't have that pick six at the start, you mean if they didn't just lose the game? No, it's like having yeah. like it's like having a <laughs> if they didn't lose the game, they'd win the game. No, but they for like You're outside right. of Connor, that, out, no, like, we'd scored more points outside of won. the first thirty seconds. They were the better team. <laughs> so all I'm saying is that instead of instead of 59 minutes and 30 seconds, maybe if you have a 60 minute game, they will be the better team and they will win. So I actually I think they won. Steelers are frauds. I mean, if we they are I, the most fraudulent their undefeated streak team. is going to come to an end, and this is an, Ravens, this is not an unrealistic time for that to happen. If we discount all the Ravens' bad plays, then the Ravens are pretty good. Yeah. Hollywood Brown gets open. Like a lot of tur- like turnovers are a lot of luck. And they're, they're, they're luck, but they're also based on the, like you can increase your chance of generating turnovers by having pressure, by having good coverage, both of which the Steelers tend to have. Bank Ben is also not 113 being amazing. Years old. He's just Maybe. all right. Lamar has actually been better this year. Um, it's possible, but I, I got to be honest, I think the best unit out of any of these teams is the Steelers defense and I think that's going to matter the most that's not a unit that's, a, that's like that's okay. an entire team the best the best units the Ravens secondary that's a hot take no the best that's actually not a hot take they're fantastic the best unit yeah is I think the that's Steelers, just a take the Steelers D line is the best unit but um, but overall you know if, if I had to pick one side of the ball for one team to be the best it would be the Steelers defense um, I think that they are going to frustrate the Ravens a lot I don't think they're going to let the Ravens run the ball like they want to. And I think that when the Ravens can't run the ball, they become a very frustrated, very one-dimensional team. Um, this is fair. Big Ben's fat. Good, good <laughs> counterpoint. I, I, do you know what, Connor? You're right. Big Ben's uh, fat. No, Bundabin. honestly, it, it's, it's the Ravens, if they don't win this game, they are really behind the eight ball in terms of the playoffs. So I think they won. Honestly, I think that this delay is actually good for the Steelers, though, because before they were going to be playing on, what, a Thursday? Yeah. And 
that's you know now they're playing on Sunday and that's the day of the Lord. Ah, Big yes. Ben is a man of the cloth. Yeah, he is going to be <laughs> delivering their points for Jesus. Big Ben. Also, the is Ravens also do someone... have a very easy end of the year bar this game, I so I don't think I, this I, is going to put them. I the could... only thing we're turning over is these hot cross buns. Right now, in terms of the playoffs, a ten-win team in the AFC. There's going to be one ten-win team that doesn't make the playoffs, awesome. which is absurd. Oh yeah, because like you got because you got the Dolph- Dolphins are six and four. You got the uh, Browns are seven and three. You got the Raiders are seven and three. Titans and Colts. Titans and Colts. No. So which uh, the Ravens are very. They'll need to like pick this up and get some <coughs> wins and hope the Browns. I think the other teams drop some ones. I do think it would be pretty funny if the Ravens missed the playoffs, but I, I think they will get in. I think they will get in the, the playoffs, um, and I think they will and lose there. And, lo- and I think they will lose their first playoff game. Big Ben's also the type of person who I can't see working on preferably, Thanksgiving, preferably against the Titans. What's the chances the Steelers become just a ten-one team? They just shut the nest for the rest of the year. I think they're fairly low. I think they can get to twelve or thirteen wins pretty easily. Yeah. What's the rest of their schedule? Like? They play the NFC East. Yeah, they got a very <laughs> easy true. schedule. They they play Washington and the Bengals. They're they're two ones. But do you think Big Ben would have been the type of person back in the day to break bed break bread with the Native Americans? He'd be a more thanks taking type guy. <laughs> yeah, he would be the he would be the bad Thanksgiving guy. <laughs> he is the like the Colonel Coster of this. He wouldn't have survived. He wouldn't have been able to get enough food on him. He would. Big Ben is just Governor Ratcliffe. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Advice. He's always, he's always, he's always like to abuse the Browns. What are you doing? Browns. Advice for betting on Thanksgiving. It is a prime time game. These two games. How to spice up your Thanksgiving? Don't don't have a nice heartwarming time with your family. Instead, Wait, be like the rest lines. of the world What's and just the call point it Thursday. Of the, games? the games are a distraction from your family. But no, this is good advice because if it's a prime time game, yeah, everyone's watching. You're there with your family. You're getting excited. What do people do? Oh, they want to have fun. They want to drink. They want to cheer for a team to get less points. No, everyone is betting the over. So that line will go up. So what you do five minutes before the game, you take the under. This Lions game has a 51.5 point over under. So they're expecting the Lions to get 23 points. <laughs> it's rough. <sighs> That's not happening. Maybe they're expecting Washington. They all get 51. No, uh, they're playing Houston. Not Washington, sorry. Yeah, Watson, they, can get, they, they can get 51. I don't see the Lions getting the half point. <laughs> but no, just take, I would definitely take the under and that's going to go up to like 53, 54 possibly because you're yeah. still going to get you're going to Matt Stafford's not going to have weapons Swift is still out uh, Galladay's out Amadola's out are you forgetting Adrian Peterson Connor? <sighs> Mr. First and Second down occasionally third down for a passing yeah Mr. Third and Long didn't you once upon a time have some player called Kerryon Johnson? never heard of him I started him <laughs> in fantasy this last week as well <laughs> I was like, this is the week. <laughs> oh, sees him I Connor, you have plummeted confused. from grace and fantasy. You haven't fallen from it. Like, hey, hey, I only need eight games to go my way in the next two weeks. <laughs> I won't lie. 
Nick losing that game against Mackey was so heartbreaking for me. That is more damaging for me <laughs> than Nick. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, next up... Uh, actually, it could work for both Washington as well against Dallas. That could be that could end up being like their last game was what, like twenty eight three or something. Oh, it was a really so it shit game. It was a really low scoring game, and more people are going to bet the number up again. Uh, other picks for this week, we have. This is where I need like music, game show music. <laughs> as I say, please don't don't do that, Matthew, because your audio <laughs> levels might be higher than mine. Uh, oh, Cardinals <laughs> minus two and a half against the Patriots. The Cardinals have had a longer break as they played last Thursday. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots have famously struggled against mobile QBs, and yeah. don't let the game against Lamar confuse you. That was a monsoon. Um. I have the Browns minus six and a half uh, against the Jags, mainly because this is the first Browns game that won't be an absolute shit show weather-wise, and the Jags are starting Mike Lennon. They have given up. The I didn't Chiefs, even scroll that far over when I was making my accumulator. I just realized there's a lot of very easy-picked games. Oh, Nick, you, or Matthew, you should not be making accumulators. That is the easiest way for them to get your money. I have a bro cash out, bro. Uh, next up, Chiefs minus three and a half because Mahomes and Reed are unstoppable at the moment. Like, if Jared Goff is going to be able to do that many passes, he had like 50 passes against the Bucs. Like, and that strategy worked. Now, imagine Mahomes doing that with his weapons. Uh, yeah. I got the Bears plus eight and a half against the Packers. Eight and a half is just a lot of points. That is like so yep. much points, and especially in like an NFC North divisional rivalry. Like I, I feel it'll be closer. Uh, Packers will win because Nick Foles cannot get points. Uh, next up, Seahawks minus five. My only notes here are Eagles are a complete and utter shit show. I I still somehow feel they're gonna really depressingly cover. Here's the thing through the back door. I get think fourteen this- points. In the fourth quarter, I think this every week. We have fourteen points after the two-minute warning. I think this every week. Like the game against the Giants that they lost, I was like, Eagles are one on this game, Mm. so you don't bet the Giants against the Browns. I'm like two and a half points. They're going to find a way. I was telling you to take the Giants on that one. Actually, no, I did take the Giants. I took the Giants, and I nearly lost because the Packers narrowly beat the uh, the Jags by four points, Mm. and I had a three and a half point teaser. I was terrified. Um, other ones over unders take the Browns and Jags unders Jags won't score Chargers Bills take the over 53 and a half points it's just going to be the the Spider-Man pointing meme with Josh Allen and Justin Herbert except Justin Herbert's <laughs> younger and better than Josh Allen was at that stage uh, Chiefs box under 55 and a half two good defenses everyone's going to be watching that game the line will go up and I think it'll be a bit disappointing uh, last notes as well watch all the college sports you can right now in America college football is going insane this weekend college basketball is back it is time to make some money bet a lot it's healthy is there anything else you all would like to talk about not particularly well uh, rugby but I don't want to talk about it I would like to say in, in the spirit of, of Thanksgiving which none of us are American so we don't understand um Turkey cold cuts in, in the in the it's realm of sports. The, there are two things at the moment that I am quite thankful for. 
uh, and and they are called Newport County, currently top of the league in League Two, looking really good. Yeah, would love a promotion. Uh, and uh, Grenoble football team in uh, in France, who are my my team in France as well, uh, who are sitting second in the league uh, with a game in hand. Both what, doing well. What are you thankful for, Matthew? Well, I'm nearly sure Ad- Atalanta beat Liverpool two 0 the night, so that's there we go. You're nearly sure. Could you confirm that for me? Because I want to. Yes, Atalanta won two 0 against Liverpool. Did, so who are Liverpool playing in this one? Because I, I would like to find out. There was actually, they were playing Atalanta. Do you know what? Atalanta. They no, beat I mean, Atalanta one two 0 Who were they fielding? Ah, they were at home. Which players were they fielding? Liverpool suck. I'm thankful for. Oh, that. who? Were, sorry, Liverpool had in nets Allison. Oh, they had their they full had, team. They had Salah, Mane playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Milner. Because this, 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 um, through in a roundabout kind of way, um, brings up something that um, I thought was quite interesting that happened recently. Um, there's, we know that there's been a lot of fixture congestion going on in football um, recently, um, and we know that um, there is some conflict brewing there because games that are scheduled by uh, by BT for the Champions League are are then. Um, are then kind of having to be slotted in with games that are scheduled by Sky for the Premier League with regards to, you know, like Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City, all these teams. Um, and there was a big, uh, there was a big affair recently because Klopp, in a post-game interview on Sky, um, I think this was after the Everton game, uh, Klopp had some very kind of uh, targeted remarks at Sky and BT about the the scheduling of these games and how congested the fixtures were getting, um, where he was essentially taking aim at both those companies. He was saying they they need to sort this out between themselves. They need to actually talk to each other and figure something out so that they can kind of relieve this a little bit. Or you know these teams are not going to get to the end of the year with 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 you know eleven men on the pitch. Um, and the the real interesting part here, Sky. Uh, Sky censored this comment out of their on-air coverage. They didn't. They didn't air it on TV. Yeah, they, that's quite they strange. Took that out of the of his uh, interview that yep. they broadcast. Uh, yeah, Jurgen Klopp's it's just not, a bit annoyed that you know it might be a bit even this year. It's not good that uh, that Sky no. are are, are silencing our city and Arsenal not twelve and thirteen. Cry, cry, cry! I, oh, my team's not giving me eighty million to sign the best player at his position in the world. Are Arsenal behind? Our, um, no, Man City are thirteenth, Arsenal or twelfth. I'm thankful that there's an off switch whenever Arsenal's on the TV. Yeah, <laughs> I actually had notes. I had notes. I know this has gone oh, on long. I have how, notes how prepared since about Arsenal scored. Hang on, I have notes oh, prepared Jesus. about how Pepe is a selfish cunt. Oh, Connor, Connor got really. Oh my Connor God! Connor leave woke it? up from a nap, came through into the living room, and then almost the second he came through, as if. As if he so he had someone in his ear telling him, and he knew Pepe just to spite Connor headbutted a player. Well, no, I saw. I was what I saw that Pepe just blatantly went up and headbutted someone. That's what I'm saying. He got him sent That's off. That's what I'm saying. He he knew somehow. Oh my god! He knew somehow that you just gotten up and started watching the TV. Why is he such a dumb twat? I don't understand oh, either. He's complaining. He was complaining to some like. Uh, some newspaper or he had an interview saying oh I'm depressed because I'm not getting played well, gets played you fucking idiot gets sent off three match ban will now not be getting played 
Why? Glad, <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking uh, complain. And you had like Freddie Lundberg was talking on. Freddie Lundberg was talking oh, on. Big, big Freddie, big Freddie, sexy Freddie. Uh, Fred, so I'm calling. He, like, he, he was obviously uh, the the manager for the interim a, manager. Yeah, the interim manager for a stretch of games. Yeah, and he's just said the only person that's stopping Pepe from being good is Pepe, and says he has a very poor attitude and does not put it all on. And now he obviously goes out and complains. Uh, to third party media and then as soon as the manager puts some faith in him he absolutely just diminishes that faith and just fucking imbecile yeah. there's no he's two done, ways he's about done it. he's done Arteta's not going to trust them ever again so he yeah, shot he's himself done himself a massive disservice and also the club in general but- and now that's three Arsenal managers in a row that have issues with them it's okay so, Connor it's okay though because at least you've got plenty of goals coming from the other players on the team that's oh, it. shut up Nick <laughs> <laughs> this is all just because uh, the Eagles <laughs> the Eagles rant Connor went on yeah why do I have to suffer because he's an asshole <laughs> so that's that's what, that's what I'm saying I, I'm just it's not like, something like 570 minutes <laughs> that they haven't had a goal from open play yeah it's ridiculous it's nine hours that is hideous it's mad it's a long time especially considering who we have on the field at the time like, hey but we beat Man United this is true I mean it's <laughs> almost like you are Man United except without the the goals from we have play. a slightly different so shade we're, of we're United except we don't automatically start the game 1-0 up because of all the penalties mm. <laughs> uh, that's, what, that's what I'm saying Arsenal at the moment feel like United last year before they got Bruno Fernandes so, so what we need is we much less Bruno Fernandes. We've actually we've been offered uh, Christian Eriksen. Uh, that is true. Christian Eriksen is on Christian the Eriksen is a very good yeah. player, but that is also sounds like signing Willian. Willian, as yes. I say, Willian, because it, it's basically <laughs> Willian at this point in terms of how much <laughs> how useful he is to the squad. I, I, I do feel like Arsenal are, have got a, a bit of a bad habit lately of, of signing um, aging players slightly after they're good. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's because we're a very badly run club. Mm. It's so dumb. And like we can't sell players for a lot. Aaron Ramsey should have been sold for like 50, 60 million. He went on a free. And he went on a free. Yeah, that's that's disgusting. Instead of selling Alexis Sanchez, they loaned him. Or they done a swap deal with Mkhitaryan, who they let go on a free. (laughs) Instead of selling Mesut Ozil for a lot of money. He's they gave Twitter him intern. a massive contract and they do not play him. He's a Twitter intern now. He posts your socials. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why, I mean, that's why they let go uh, Gunnar Soros because they needed something yeah. for Mesut Ozil to do. <laughs> and then they re-signed him because they realised, oh, he's an ageing former player. We'll get he's him the in. last player Arsenal sold for a lot of money. Um, Gunnar Soros. I mean, it would be uh, Martinez. Yeah, we got ten million off Martin. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And then, and then, Volokhin uh, ducked us. Yeah, mm. that's that's why I did say I'm thankful for the off switch because the matches are very unentertaining. So don't I'm, worry, I just don't need to watch it. Don't worry, these other teams are also doing badly. City are also doing badly. Spurs are also doing badly. Oh no, wait, they're first. Yeah, but I I I don't care because Spurs aren't going to win the league. Oh, but what if they did? But they won't. Connor, Connor is, is going to go and jump in the... We live in, in Cardiff Bay. Connor is going to go and have a dive. <laughs> they, they won't. There's like the famous Alex Ferguson saying, lads, it's Tottenham. Wow. Still holds true. Because it's Spurs. They will Spurs it up. 
<laughs> Do you remember the whole mind the gap thing back in 2012 where they were 10 <laughs> points clear? They were laughing at Arsenal. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they finished below Arsenal. They finished below other teams. <laughs> like, it's Spurs. Well, yeah. Fingers crossed for you. Harry Kane can't go 10 games without pulling on. You know. He also has a lisp, so there's he that also has a lisp. And he, he wants to sacrifice his kids' lives to get an extra goal. The, the, the fact that the Euros didn't happen over the summer um, might end up being the, the just the blessing for Tottenham. Because Harry Kane... Well, they, the Premier League basically played until two weeks before it restarted, well, this, so this maybe is, not. This is true, but you just you know in the depth of your heart that if the Euros had been on, Harry Kane would have like... He would have made it like 30 minutes into a game and then pulled his hamstring. Yeah. And been out for yeah. six months. Actually, this is true. Yeah. I will concede that. His back will be a lot better now because they got actually Jack Relish to carry some of the load. Mm. That's if Gareth Southgate wants to play him. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a whole other kettle of fish. So, yeah, I got nothing else to talk about. No. No. I think, I think no, we're, we're grand. We're grand for the NFL. We're grand for the football. Uh, basketball. There was there was a wee bit of nah, I don't basketball care. news. No, do you want, do you want, do you want to get into <laughs> I, that? Uh, I don't know enough about basketball to give a valid in. Well, a valid just, take. Uh, uh, we don't need valid takes. Phoenix Suns got need uh, strong opinions. Uh, actually, yep. Yeah. Fe- uh, Phoenix Suns got your boy Paul. Well, the 76ers Chris are, are, are whatever his name is slightly decent. Got Dwight Howard. We had we had issues with with shooting three points for like three years in a row. And our coaches did seemingly nothing about that. And then we signed Daryl Morey to the coaching staff. Oh. And in about five minutes, he's got like 12 guys who can shoot threes on the team. And Dwight Hurd. Mm. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, pretty impressive. You got the best shooter of all time, Curry. Dwight Don't Howard. ask his first name. Dwight Curry. Howard, who, uh, who <laughs> was the first player in NBA history to sign for two teams at once. After he tweeted out confirmation that he was on the Lakers, and then the okay. same day deleted it and signed for the 76ers. Oh. <laughs> Alright, well I got nothing, nothing else to talk about. Did no, I say what I'm thankful else. for? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah I'm thankful for hentai. Alright guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>